0: what I started last week so that those who didn't make it to the first service will have something to go home with, but I won't, I won't take more than 10 minutes, 10 minutes on the screen now, my, my time starts now, people usually say that man proposes, God disposes, and I've been trying to debunk that since last week, that it is not correct, it is God who proposes, and then it is man who disposes. God will make his plan known. He will reveal his plan. I want to bless you. I want to heal you. I want you to be married. I want you to have children. I want expansion and increase in your life. I want to use you for my glory. The summary of this message is your response to God is what I call your proposing. God's plan is the proposing or the proposition or the proposal. God is saying, look, maybe I have this for you. This is what I want to do in your life. Our main texts were found in Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. When Moses said, I present to you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. But I counsel you to choose life so that you and your seed may live. Why? Whatever action you take today will have a ripple effect on your generations yet unborn. So be careful what you do. If I were you, I would do what will bring blessings upon my generations. Not what will bring a curse. Are you with me this morning? That is the proposition. God is saying, "I want to bless. I present before you blessing and cursing. So what you choose then is your disposing. Whether you respond to the blessing or to the cursing, whether you respond to choosing life or choosing death. This is I and mean, it's it's the thread that runs through the message. In Revelation chapter three verse twenty, Jesus said, "I stand at the door and I knock." Jesus has all the power. He doesn't have to stand at the door and knock he could break the door, he could walk in without even breaking the door, he has the power to do that, but he says, no, I stand at the door and then I knock then, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door then I will come in, I'm not a gate crasher. I will come in, stop with you and you with me, God has given every man a blank check, what you do with the opportunities presented you is what determines what is going to be the outcome of your life the choices that you make God has given every man one thing, choice. The power of choice. Someone said the power of choice. That's the summary of this message. The power of choice. Whether you choose to respond to God positively or you choose to go your way, he won't force himself on you. In John chapter 1 and in verse 11, I believe, John 1, 11, 12, yes. The Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. He came to his own. He made a proposition. But his own received him not. That was their response. But then, he went round, and as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. To them that believe on his name. So those who, made their, who responded properly to his proposition, the Bible says that he gave them power to become what they believed. And that young man, I believe God, has started a work in his life. And in the name of Jesus, he will bring that work to completion. Amen. Now, to cap it all up, God is not a partial God. He gives everyone equal opportunities. God gives everyone a a fair or what they call a level playing ground. Please, young people, be careful the choices you make today. The choices you make today will determine a whole lot in your future. The choices in the area of your academics, are you joking with your academics? Or are you serious with your academics? Are you joking with your business? Or you are you serious with your business? There are people that, that, that have no integrity. You give them work to do. Christenzo, I'm going to deliver on Friday. Friday you will not deliver. The following Friday you will not deliver. The one after you will not deliver. Now you lack integrity and you want God to bless you. People borrow money from you. They tell you I'm going to pay you back in three days. Three days becomes three months. And they wouldn't avoid you. And when you call, you ask them for the money, they fight you. Are you not blessed enough to bless me with the money? Uh, You borrowed it. You ask for a loan. Integrity is key. It's part of the choices that we make. When you see God, you see what makes a difference between two Christians is in the choices they make. In Romans chapter 10, verse 12, the Bible says there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord Overall, is rich unto all that call upon him. The same Lord. God doesn't love white people more than he does black people. In fact, as I was preaching first service, I didn't know there was a white lady online that was watching. She's one of my friends on Facebook. I I I didn't even know that, you know. God doesn't love white people more than he loves black people. He loves all of us. God is neither white nor black. God is a spirit. Amen? Jesus said that to us in John 4, verses 23 and 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Can I have an amen to that? So please, I'm going to beg you, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to beseech you in the name of the Lord to make the right choices. Galatians 5.16 tells us to choose to walk in the spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We all are exposed, exposed to temptation. Sex is a crazy thing in our world today. It's free. You don't need to have money to have sex. But you can choose as a daughter of Zion that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And no man is going to access this body unless, until I get married. You have to pay the bride price. You have to meet my parents, meet my pastor, get pastoral blessing, get parental blessings. Be joined together in the presence of God and his people. Then you can do whatever you want to do with me. And that with sanity. Amen? We choose also to forgive. We choose to walk in love. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, as their children... Emulate your father. Copy him. In the Amplified Classic, it says to copy him. Copy him. All right? And in verse 2, it says walk in love. People might offend you. People will offend you. It's part of life. But Choose. choose to forgive. Don't choose unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a blessing blocker. It will block your blessings. It will block you. Now, when you don't forgive people, it's like clenching your fist. When you clench your fist, can you receive anything? No, you cannot. But when you let go, when you forgive, then you are open to receive. And I pray for someone, God's grace will rest on you. So that whoever has hurt you, you will have the grace to release and forgive them in the name of Jesus. And you are due for the next level. And next level, you will get there. Can I have a better amen? Three things the Lord said to me in the early hours of this morning. Your yieldedness will produce three things. When I say yieldedness, that's your response. That's your, propos- your, your disposition to God's proposition. It is God that proposes. I will bless you. I want to bless you. God has told us in the expression, our greater glory days are here. But how are we going to respond to that? In inviting people to church, in following up our converts, in serving in the ministry. Some of you have heard all these things over time, but you have never responded. Maybe it's time to begin to respond. When you yield to God, three things are bound to happen in your life. Number one, your yieldedness will determine your usefulness. Your usefulness. How many of you would like to be useful? Useful tools in the hands of God. Let me tell you something about God. When God uses someone, God will protect them. He always protects his vessels. When God uses someone, he always provides for them. He will ensure that you are well-funded, that you are never stranded. Can I have an amen to that? So number one, your yieldedness will determine your usefulness. And write, just write the scriptures down. No time to actually read them. Micah chapter 4, verse 13. He was speaking to the daughters of Zion here. He says, Arise, I'm going to use you to thresh the mountains. In Isaiah, that's Micah. Micah 4:13. Then Isaiah 41:15, God said, I will make you a new threshing instrument having teeth. You will thresh mountains, meaning you will do the impossible. Can I have an amen? God will use you to do the impossible. It's not just Pastor Fred that will lay hands on the sick. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Can I get a better amen? How many of you would like God to use you in that dimension? Thank God for Dr. Yeshua, Dr. Jesus, for your testimonies. God wants to do more through you and God wants to do more through all of us too. We don't have to be medical doctors or medical students we can pray for the sick and they recover now we want to be used of god god says yield yourself to me it is the degree of your yieldedness that determines the degree of your usefulness second timothy chapter 2 verse 21 paul by the holy spirit said to timothy yourself of all these filthiness works of the flesh said it will be a a vessel unto honor, prepared unto every good work, fit for the master's use. I pray that God will find our lives useful. That on the last day, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, may we win the smile on his face. May he say to us, welcome, you faithful and obedient servant. Enter into the rest of your Lord. Can I have an Amen. Because all this, what's in this life? or the la ka ka, ka 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 I want to buy SUV. After you've bought one, you're thinking of the next one. I want to build a house. After you've built one, you're thinking of the next one. I want to travel abroad. When you go to one country, you're thinking of another one. I mean, human, like the economists to say, human wants are insatiable, or human needs are insatiable. Only Jesus can satisfy. That's why people have money. They're still stealing. They have billions of those politicians. They have billions. They're still stealing. They're sti- they just mad. Many of them. Not all of them, but many, many. That's why somebody will buy bra worth $40 million. Bra that can, that can almost build a university. Somebody's wearing around. Somebody's wearing university on a chest. University, wearing people's destinies. Some people's earrings can pay, can pay for 100,000 students, pay for their tuition, or at least feed them, put food on the tables of, of, of many families, and one person is wearing them in their ears, and you wonder, Vanity, the vanities of life. God wants us to have the good things, but not at the expense of the lives of other people. If you work and God blesses you and you're able to afford them, buy them. No problems, but not at the expense of other people's future. Especially when it's public money. The degree of your yieldedness will determine the degree of your usefulness. And I pray for you that God will use you. Number two, God said to me, your yieldedness determines your fruitfulness. Your fruitfulness. How many of you would like to be fruitful? You want to do things and you want them to prosper. Fruitful in your career. Fruitful in your business. Fruitful in your work with God. Fruitful in your ministry. May your life be fruitful. A fruitful life is an attractive life. Everybody is attracted to a fruitful tree. When you see a mango tree having all manner of mangoes on it and they are ripe. Come on, baby, you stop for a moment. Say, man, can I pluck one or two? But when you see one full of leaves and the leaves are even dry, you walk away. You walk away. A fruitful life is 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 an attractive life may god make your life fruitful but then how you yield to god determines how fruitful you will turn out in life in colossians chapter 1 verse 10 paul prayed for the church that they will walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing i pray for you that your life will please god he said that you may be fruitful in every good work may you be fruitful in every good work and in the last bit of that verse he said an increasing in the knowledge of god may you increase in the knowledge of god in John 15, verse 2, Jesus said, A tree that is not fruitful, my father will take it away. He said, But the one that is fruitful, my father will prune it so that it will bring forth more fruit. So there are degrees of fruitfulness. You will grow from fruitfulness to fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been winning one soul per week. You will go to five souls per week. Some of you have been doing business and it's just been within the range. Your profit is within the range of 2,000 to 5,000 per transaction. You will move from there to 20,000. Amen. And from there to 50,000 per transaction and from there to hundred thousand God will expand your coast I said God will enlarge your coast God will enlarge your territory God will increase your frontiers God will expand your horizon it will broaden your horizon. God will give you healthy relationships, healthy business relationships, healthy spiritual relationships. God will raise helpers of your destiny it will raise people that will ex- that will recommend you to kings, recommenders. Refer us. God will bring them to your life in the name of Jesus. The degree of your yieldedness will determine the degree of your fruitfulness. Finally, the Lord said to me, your yieldedness determines what comes to you. Your yieldedness determines what comes to you. And like I said at the first service, there are certain things that we chase after. And we find them. We run after them and then we find them. But there's another level of blessing. When you are not running after those things, are running after God and then his goodness is running after you. The psalmist said in Psalm 23, I believe, surely the last verse, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He didn't say I will follow goodness and mercy. I follow God, then surely goodness and mercy will follow me. How many of the days of your life? Is it only on Sundays? What about Tuesday evening? What about Wednesday evening? What about Thursday morning? How about Friday afternoon? What about Saturday? You are at an O1B, but yet goodness and mercy following you. Can I have an amen? You're at your choir rehearsal, yet goodness and mercy follow you. Can I have an amen? It's another dimension. Let me tell you, there is a life of hustling. There's a life of blessing. May you go from hustling to blessing. May you leave that life of hustle behind and then now you are blessed. And then you are highly favored. Jacob cannot deceive this father, Isaac. Isaac said to Esau, go and make, get me a game. Kill an animal. Make me barbecue. Make me suya. Let me eat it because he was on his deathbed. He was going to die. And he needed to release the father's blessing. He said, Now, let me eat it and bless you. Then, you know, you know the story. Jacob and his mom did the first one on Esau, and then he brought he brought in the suya and the barbecue and the asun, the three of them. And it was smelling really nice. I don't know if somebody can, can perceive the smell this morning. It was smelling really, really nice. You know that kind of suya that they garnish with cabbage and 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 onions and tomatoes. You, you know the asun that is piping hot. Oh, okay. The kind that when they they chop it, chop it, chop it into that small plastic, it should not be shaking like this, praise God. That was what the guy prepared. And Isaac asked him, my son, how come that you found it so quickly? You know what Jacob said to him? He said, my father, because the Lord your God brought it to me. There is a realm of you going after things. There is another realm of things coming to you. Because God is the one bringing them to you. I pray for someone this week. This week will open up with God bringing things to you. And whatever God brings is good. Amen? God doesn't bring sickness. He doesn't bring disease. He doesn't have it. It doesn't happen in heaven. It has no room in heaven. So where will he get it from? He's not going to borrow from the devil. So God is coming for you this week in the name of Jesus. He said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. And one thing about God also bringing stuff is that God brings it quickly. God is the God of speed. talk about the God that collapses time. John chapter 6 from verse 16 to 25. Jesus walked on the water. He joined them in the boat. The moment he joined them in the boat, the boat got to the destination. I see someone here, God, collapsing time for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. First Kings 18, 45, the Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he outran the chariot of Ahab onto the entrance of Jezreel. Talk about supernatural acceleration. There are things that have been delayed in our lives. Some of you are due for a relationship. A healthy relationship that will lead to marriage. And nobody has shown up. This season, God is coming for you. This Christmas will be a special one in your life. Because God will link you with your life partner in the name of Jesus. Those of you that are eligible, God will link you up in the name of Jesus. There is no matchmaker like God. He brought Eve to Adam check out this babe adam said my lord oh my god this is a woman for she was sticking out of my ribs how did you know you were sleeping god brought her don't limit god in any area of your life don't use your small brain to limit god your god can do anything somebody saw my new car and said the next one is helicopter i said amen because my god is big you know sometimes people pray for you they don't mean the prayer and when it happens, they can't handle it. They will hate you for it. But guess what? I don't waste prayers. Somebody looked at me and said, more, 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 more. I said, amen, 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 Can you handle the mama when it comes? Your cup of coffee. But me, I've claimed it. I pray for someone here. God is elevating you. Your yieldedness determines what comes to you. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, and I'm not talking about any political party, if you are willing and obedient, You will eat the good of the land. One translation, I think NIV or NLT says you will eat the best of the land. Somebody will eat the best of the land. And if God can make you eat the best of the land, he can also make you wear the best of the land. He can make you live in the best of the land. Amen? One of our sisters yesterday, I think she's in church this morning. uh, um, So she was around and then I took her home. And as I was about to park in front of her house, I asked if that apartment was a hotel. Because it looked really good, really nice. She said, "Oh, that's my that's my hostel. That's where I live." I said, "Wow!" I got in there. I said, "The person that built this place has an exposure, has an international exposure because it reminds me of some apartment you know buildings in America." Now, children of God should live in good houses. I I, I was born in the trenches. I grew up in in a house that had about on the average about ten to twelve families, and each family was very productive like five children each, some seven, some eight, some almost like 13 because the first wife died and she had children. Second wife also started producing. You know, so one toilet, one bathroom, and it was pit. If you open the pit like this, there was a heat, smoke, a consistent smoke that oozed out. How I did not die contracting a disease from that house was the mercy of God. I I can't explain it today. I cannot explain it. And all of us children in that house, we, we should have But God kept us, amen? I guess he kept us for a purpose, for a day like this, amen? I said amen to that. God's children should live in good houses. God's children should wear good things. That's why I'm against you wearing ripped jeans, crazy jeans that that they have torn. They've torn it. Don't wear it. Don't buy it. God has delivered us from torn clothes. He has delivered us. There was a time our clothes we'll wear it, we'll buy it, n- new pair of jeans, wear until it tears. It tears we still continue to wear. God has delivered us. It's the spirit of lack. I was in London last year. I went to a store. I wanted to buy myself a pair of jeans. And almost all the shelves were full of torn. I said, No, for wear, you won't get me. You won't get me. I won't buy it. Because if I buy and I wear it to church, I say, ah, oh! next Sunday, everybody's wearing the same thing. Especially the guys. No, no. God has delivered us from that. Can I have an amen to that? Isaiah 1.19 says you will eat the good of the land. We also wear the good of the land. Quote the scripture. Meditate on it. I will wear the... Some of you don't have clothes now. You don't have shoes. And it's it's an issue. It's bothering you. You can't tell anybody. Stand on the scripture. Tell God. Don't pressure anybody. Pressure the word of God. Pressure it until it produces for you. Because God has more than enough. In Job 36 verse 11, it says if they obey and serve him, Then they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. God doesn't mind us having things. The only thing God minds is things having us. When you can't sleep because of Ferrari. Oh, I must drive Benz in my life. I must. God. When? Don't have that kind of attitude. Love the Lord. In the days of no Benz, love the Lord. In the days of legages Benz, go for evangelism, we invite people to church. We don't like empty chairs. We want human beings to fill them up. Thank God for angels. They're all over the place. They don't need the chairs. Somebody came to me. Pastor, I don't have shoes. I said, go and evangelize. God, will buy you shoes because I saw from the scriptures how beautiful are the feet of those that publish the gospel. He's been buying me shoes and he's not tired. Can I have an amen to that? If you obey and serve him, you will spend your days in prosperity. Your days in prosperity. Prosperity includes sound mind, sound health. You will never be a victim of PLU. You will never be a patient in Professor Lambo Unit UCH where they deal with psychosis. Nobody here is going to have depression. Amen. And your years, you will spend in pleasure. Amen. But he puts a condition: if you obey and serve. It. Finally, the last scripture we read at the first service was Job 22. And I'm going to get us to read it. Stand on your feet, everybody. Job 22 from verse 21 all the way to 30. Is it 10 minutes yet? Now, you see, Pastor Fred has done a good job within a very short time. And you do not appreciate him. I know how to get you. Because of that, okay, I will not announce. Job 22. Amen. Amen. I'm trusting God to raise 100 millionaires from this house, at, at least 100, at least 100. Right now, our population, if everybody's around, between 250 to 270, 280, thereabouts. But you know, it's a very mobile child. People go to school, people come back from school. When Asu is on strike, some will not be in church. But because Asu called off strike now, the fine, fine faces, handsome faces are in church. Some have had to go. That's the way it is. But we have to keep growing, keep inviting people to church, keep evangelizing, keep winning souls. And guess what? I I trust God. Some of you have business ideas. I want God to prosper those ideas. When I read on the Internet that Google is sponsoring ideas, small-scale businesses, people pitching their ideas, they call it startups. They are funding startups. And somebody is getting $100,000. Why not a member of my church? So those of you that have ideas, whether fintech or anything, this season, now don't joke with my words. Because even me now, I'm afraid of my words. I'm telling you the truth. This season, God will bring such grants to you. In the name of Jesus. There are some of you who don't fall into such categories. You are just career people focus. Your career does not permit that you have a startup and things like that. In your own way, in your own career, God will meet you. I heard the word now. I heard the word fund. God will fund you. And you will be well funded. Yeah. God's children are never supposed to lack. We are never supposed to beg. David said in Psalm 37 verse 25, I've been young. I've seen kings enthroned and dethroned. I've seen kingdoms rise and fall. Yet, there's one thing I've never seen. Since I'm getting older. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor seed begging bread. If you were a beggar and you came into this service, you are living a giver and a lender in the name of Jesus. The last time you begged before you came to this service will be the last time you ever beg in your life. We don't beg here. Come down with us and we will do the good. There's an anointing in this house. There's a grace that lifts people. And I'm a partaker of that grace. Same grace on the senior pastor. I'm a partaker. And we are partakers because we are children. It's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Time will not permit us to share testimonies. These screens you are looking at. Two of them plus another one that will be at the back. It will be mounted during the week. A young man. Who joined us not too long ago? Came to me after the dawn service, one of our dawn services. That's why I'm not discouraged. You see that dawn service? God started it. There are people who come to dawn service; they don't wait for second service. So God has packaged His blessing for everyone. He came to me after service. We prayed together, and then he said, "Pastor, I'd like to share something with you." I said, "Yeah, what's it?" He's an IT guy. I think a programmer. And he said, I work for an organization in the U.S. But there's, usually there are agents between us. And these agents cut your money. And that's the truth, you know. They take their own cut and then give you little. The little is still much by the time you convert to Naira. But it's not like having a direct access. So I said, what do you want? He said, Pastor, I want you to please agree with me. You've shared God's word. I've been blessed. The guy speaks eloquently said, I've been blessed coming to this church. I just want you to agree with me. I want to have a direct work. Direct. No agent in between. I said, okay. Simple prayer with locked hands together. Father, in the name of Jesus. We prayed. A couple of weeks after, sent me a message and then called me. Very. that guy is well trained. When he wants to talk to me, he will send me a message first. Pastor, please, when will it be okay for me to call you? He doesn't just badging on me. Some people don't care. At midnight, they call. Midnight. And let me warn you, those of you that chat with me, don't chat with me saying, Pastor, hello. Good morning, sir. I'll say good morning. How are you? Please don't ask me how, how, how I am. I'm fine. Just say, Pastor, I trust you are blessed and highly favored. i say, yeah, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I trust you are blessed and highly favored. Next line, go to your conversation. Go to the point. Some people now say, how are you? I'll say, fine. Or bless and highly favor. How is your family? family me. How is your own family? When I mandate to answer, then they will say how is the ministry? I don't attend to such time wasters. This young man, he will greet, then he will say, "Pastor, when is it convenient? I want I would like to speak with you." I'll give him the appointment, he will call then he called and said, Pastor, God has done it. He's answered our prayer. I've got a direct job. And he's been very faithful in his giving to this church. He's been very, very faithful. I must tell you. I just remember that he told me about changing the screens of the church. Several months ago, maybe since March or so, I told him to hold on. He wanted to repair the church. Let's make it better. If we have screen and the church is looking ugly, doesn't make much sense. So I told him to hold on. Then towards a blaze, as we did some of the repairs, I called him and said, oh boy, the screen you talked about, he didn't change story. I said, ah, eh, pastor, you know, you should have allowed me to do that. He said, okay, sir. Yes, sir. That's where he responds me. Yes, sir. Okay, sir. So how do you want it, sir? I said, anytime. He said, okay, sir, I will call you, sir. Whenever they're going to have it delivered, I'll call you, sir. I said, glory be to God. I was in town yesterday, attending to my car somewhere. His call came in and said, Hello, sir, um, are you going to be in church today, sir? I said, yes, I'll be on my way to church. Sir, it's going to be delivered today, sir. The receipt found its way into my hand. One million, two hundred and ninety-one thousand. You don't know him. Say, God bless that young man. I'm trusting God to bless all of you. Of you will just get up and say, Pastor, we are sweating too much. I don't like you the, the way you preach and sweat. Pastor, I've seen an engineer, I've found out how much it will cost. I'm transferring the money into church account. Or in fact, don't transfer it into our account. Buy easy, bring this. Bring laces. Amen. And somebody will say, Well, Pastor, we need a bigger generator to power it. I take care of that. Amen. Somebody say, Pastor, we are tired of plastic chairs, cushion, green, crested with the expression House logo. Amen? One person. Somebody say, Pastor, do we even have a trust fund? I want us to open a special account for students. I want the expression us to be sponsoring students from 100 level till they graduate. So when we go to preach the gospel to them, we ask them, can you pay school fees? They said, they will say, oh, so come to our church. Can I have an amen? amen? I say, Pastor, I'm setting aside anyone coming to federal university, I'm setting aside $10 million for that. $10 million. Let's see how many we can sponsor. Do you think God will be angry? Ah! You are sponsoring people. Will God not be happy? Mindsets. Mindsets. For as he is in his heart, so is he. May the Lord prosper you. Job 22 from verse 21. Let's read together from the word of God. And this is going to be your meditation for the week. As I've said it, some people will do it, some will not. Your yieldedness, don't forget, determines your usefulness. Your yieldedness determines your fruitfulness. Your yieldedness determines what comes to you. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby, what shall come to you? What shall come to you? Every good thing you need will come to you in the name of Jesus. Let's go, verse 22. Receive, I pray thee the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, thou shall be built up. Somebody will be built up here. You shall put away iniquity far from your tabernacles. Amen? Our sisters are not cheap. You are sexually pure. Amen? Ladies, I say you are sexually pure. You are upwardly mobile. You are mentally productive. You are spiritually vibrant. You are financially buoyant. Brothers, you are financially buoyant. You are mentally productive. You are upwardly mobile. You are spiritually vibrant. And you are sexually pure. Verse 24. Then shall thou lay up gold as dust. Ah. It will be plenty. Prosperity in abundance. In this house, we will lay up gold as dust. Can I have a better amen? Gold will become common in our midst. And the gold of offer as the stones of the brooks. Yay! Because of this prosperity, haters want to hate us. They may want to attack us, but the Almighty shall be our defense. Uh-uh. I said the Almighty shall be our defense. It will never happen in this church that they say somebody was kidnapped. Armed robbers will not know the way to your house. Hired assassins will never find you. And thou shalt have plenty of silver. Plenty. I said plenty. For then shalt thou have thy delight in the Almighty, and thou shalt lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vow. When you vow in the house of God, pay. Some of you pledged for ablaze. You pledged. God gave the money. You refused to give it. You ate it. Don't eat your seed. When you eat your seed, there is no harvest. Your seed is your future. Sow it. Sow forward. I sowed the kind of seed in this ablaze, this last ablaze that I've never sown all my life. And I sowed it with joy. It was a delight for me. not talking 100,000, I'm not talking 200,000, I'm not talking 300,000, and God has done for me what he's never done in my life, and I'm grateful because there's still more to come. God will make you enjoy a realm of sweatless triumphs. Some of us sweat too much. Hustle too much. Work so hard. Work like an elephant. Eat like an ant. God is reversing that order. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some of you are hard workers. You work really hard. In your various businesses. Now you will make one design and people will be paying tens of thousands for it. And they will link you to people that will pay hundreds of thousands for it. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I didn't say in my name. I didn't say I said, in the name of Jesus. As I'm saying in the name of Jesus, doors are opening. Yeah, you haven't seen anything yet. So pay your vows. Redeem your pledges. Don't say... A blaze is gone. Redeem your pledges. Redeem it. Thou shall also decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. And the light shall shine upon your ways. Let's read 29 together. People say, when men say, there's a casting down. No. Correct. When men, are actually cast down you will say there's a lifting up this is the season where men are cast down dollar is going up naira is coming whatever whatever but this season you will say there's a lifting up the things you couldn't afford before god will bring them to you in this season when dollar was 450 400 350 i could not even buy a car I asked one man, I said, how much did you clear your car? Not buying, clearing. He said 1.2 million, small car, Corolla. I calculated that in my mind. If I now want to buy and ship from the U.S. and then clear, I'll be needing about 2.5 to 3 million. Ah, where will I get it from? God waited until the dollar swung to 750. And he gave me what I could not afford. I mean, I live a very transparent life. I want you to learn from my life. Please learn. I don't have time for argument. A man with testimonies, a man with proofs is not at the mercy of a man with an argument. You remember in this house how many years we decreed testimonies like exaggeration? We are living in it now. Some of you haven't got it yet. You will get it. We are all in a line and the line is moving. When you go to a supermarket and you queue, the moment you check, they check your stuff, you pay, they give you receipt, you check out. The next person moves forward. In Expression House, the line is moving very fast. I said the line is moving very fast. Some of you will share your testimony tomorrow morning. Some of you tonight. Some of you, as you turn on your phone after service, boom, boom, it will enter. Let's read verse 29 together. When men are cast down, thou shalt say, then thou shalt say, then thou shalt say, there's a lifting for you in the name of Jesus. And it shall save the humble person. It shall deliver the island of the innocent, and it is delivered by the pureness of your hands. People that are related to you, God will deliver them. The estate where you live is. Declared safe because you live there. When you travel, God will give you the lives of those who travel with you. Because of you, that vehicle will not be accidented. It will not be involved in an accident. When you fly, you will not crash. The plane will not crash because you are there. And because Jesus, King Jesus is there. Father, we bless your name today. Give him praise.